1: Hello everyone. Today I am here with my good friend Colby and Colby is a high performance coach and a fitness expert and he is near and dear to my heart because my husband actually works with Colby and has had tremendous success. So Colby, first off, thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. Of course. And you know, how did you, how did you get into all of this?
0: Oh man. Um, So do you want the, do you want the down and dirty real I want version. down
1: and dirty, yes.
0: Cool. So um, when I was probably 12 or 13 years old, um, I just moved to a new town. We moved to uh, Morgantown, West Virginia, and it was a new, totally new environment, new people, new friends, new everything. And it was right around the same time that I was starting to be aware of girls. And, you know, and I was like, all these weird things are happening. Um, There's one moment where I was at the top of a water slide. And this girl named Crystal Blosser turned around, she looked at me, and I had a big crush on the girl at this time. She turned around and she looked at me and she said, you're chubby and you will never get a girlfriend. And that, my friend, kicked off a decade of uh, insecurity, body dysmorphia, a whole bunch of stuff. And so I originally got into lifting weights to have confidence and feel better about myself through weight training, I found sports and rugby um, and developed all this. Uh, it's a obviously silver lining, blessing in disguise. I've worked through that, and now I can help other people and other men specifically through those same feelings and those same emotions, um, but that, that is what sparked my interest in exercise science, in personal training, in coaching, and in fitness was um, that, that one moment – of uh, all of a sudden this awareness of like, oh my gosh, I am kind of chubby and I am overweight and I need to change some of these things. So it was like going from zero awareness to hyper awareness Mm -hmm. in a split second. And so um, that's that's what really got me into the industry was this emotional breakdown Mm -hmm. um, and looking for a solution to not feel that way any longer.
1: That's really interesting um, for a couple reasons because I don't, I don't think people understand the power of their words and you may not mean something the way that it comes across to someone and we can't be responsible for everyone's you know, emotional reaction and all that, but we need to be like, cognizant of the fact that our words have power. I had a similar situation growing up and it's so funny the cascade effect that it has on the totally. rest of your life.
0: Oh, totally. Like self-doubts, body dysmorphia, In it, males, it comes out, you know, just want to be big and strong. Mm-hmm. At least for me, I'm sure other guys experience it in other ways, but um, yeah, it's not cool. <laughs> it's not cool.
1: No, I actually want to do a whole other episode on body dysmorphia because I don't think any of us know what we truly look like.
0: Right. Interesting. Dude, that we can go down the rabbit hole there because that's that's a that's a thing like like looking in the mirror, seeing what you think you look like, and then if people saying, Well, you look so you know great and excellent and strong. You're like,
1: Well, I don't know, do I yeah Yeah. I mean we're wearing some shade of glasses that's tinting that image. So I don't think we know what we look like at all. So do you primarily work with men?
0: Overwhelmingly, yeah. Ninety five percent of my clients are male. Um, the general theme is entrepreneur, small business owner, or like a high performing sales professional. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't go out in the market trying to attract that. That is just who I've, I've always worked in small businesses and with entrepreneurs as an employee. Mm-hmm. I've never really worked for a big company. It's always been, you know, uh, really just startup people. And so naturally, I just understand the day-to-day life, the stressors, the pain points, um, And I found a great niche being able to support those men, knowing that they're working 50, 60, 70 hours a week on top of trying to provide for their family. And inevitably, just like a mom will self-sacrifice herself for her kids, a dad more often self-sacrifices himself for his business. And so his health and his fitness, unfortunately, men are really stubborn and they wait till it gets really bad before they start to change and before they get the awareness that something actually needs to shift. So I didn't, I didn't target that by any means. That's just who's been attracted to me organically through Facebook, through Instagram and social media.
1: Well, I, there is such a need for you because I mean, I see that too, um, because I primarily work with women and I hear a lot of my husband, this, I wish my husband that. And I'm like, you guys send them to Colby. Colby is the guy because you do understand the pain points. Um, can you address what What are all the pain points that these people have?
0: Yeah. Oh, man. So just some of the common ones are, you know, on the surface, what they say and what the reality is are actually two different things. But What they say are things like, I don't have enough time. It's not important to me right now. Um, you know, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. My marriage is you know, beginning to hurt because I'm just not in a good place emotionally. Um, Sometimes some insecurity and some self-doubt, right? So just like body image stuff. Guys, the majority of my clients are former athletes just like me, right? There are some, you know, semi-professional athletes, a lot of high-level rugby guys I work with, football, whatever. Pat was a collegiate baseball player. Um, And they still have that identity of an athlete, but they look in the mirror and they're like, am I still like this? Yeah not this is weird so um you know they're overweight they're tired uh their digestion is uh, absolutely wrecked because they're coping with stress in really unproductive ways alcohol junk food uh and more often than not they just don't eat during the day and then they binge at night And they're all kind of jacked up in the morning and they're not hungry and the cycle just kind of continues
1: oh it's ju- i mean it's like textbook you can you know this person oh totally don't what what do you think is that final straw that says that's it? I'm I'm reaching out to Colby.
0: Yeah. So I said earlier, like men are pretty stubborn, right? We have, I think, a pretty rosy view of how we look. And so <laughs> yeah. we'll um, you know, we'll go a long time before we realize just how bad it is. Um, just an example, a client of mine, Dave, came to me, um, financial planner, super successful. He is killing it, two kids. But he reached a point where um, he, he kind of knew he was falling off, but then he, I can't remember, he was walking up a flight of steps, he was going on a walk or a hike, and he was like really out of breath to the point he's like, oh my gosh, I, something needs to shift here. Mm-hmm. Um, some people have like a much more direct interaction where they just catch a glance of themselves in the mirror, and they think it's somebody else because they're like overweight, and they're like, oh my God. Then they have this new level of awareness. So my own my own story was I, I got into a um, startup up in Boulder as a marketing manager. I took a hiatus from coaching for a couple of years and I put on 40 pounds of body fat. I got, I got pretty chubby huh. and um, it wasn't intentional. Like I was still looked in the mirror and thought that I was like this athlete and I was still good until finally I saw a photo of me and I'm like, oh, you're like fat. <laughs> you, need to, you need to like clean this up. I was depressed and there was some other stuff, emotional stuff going on there too um, and I was using food as a way to cope with the stress and I would just avoid as opposed to sitting with the emotions and feeling them and working through them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a whole nother, a whole nother story, but, right. um, you know what it is too. It's like the guys that come to me, they'll eventually reach a point where they've kind of breached their lowest standard. Mm-hmm. They've, they're like, they're at a point where they're like, I don't know how to get back on track. Things are so bad that, you know even for them to come work out one or two days a week is like very challenging physically. Mm-hmm. And for them to, to have that experience in the gym, it's very, very humbling, Yeah. but it's also much needed to give them a reality check of, Hey man, here's actually the reality of where you're at physically. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bod pod right over here, body composition analysis. They step in that thing and come out, they see the numbers and they're like, oh, okay. Here's my credit card. Let's go. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So,
1: so when someone comes to you, okay, they realize I've got to do something. They see that they're carrying around 50% body fat.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, What's the next step from there? Because I know you and I have a similar philosophy. We're not overhauling everything at once. So what do you, what's the first step Colby?
0: Yeah. Um. So step number one is assessing, right? Everybody's different. Um, within the, within the market that has come to me, I now know it well enough to know the kind of the boundaries or the limitations, right? Like this guy doesn't have four five, six hours a week to invest in working out. He just doesn't. Right. And that's okay. But he does have probably three. He probably has three hours where we can like figure out how to get him training. So um, uh, you and I are both trained precision nutrition. I love it. It's a habit-based approach, small, sustainable behaviors, repeated every single day done over time leads to permanent changes. And so usually where I start my guys is just eating slowly. I just literally say, Hey, listen, um, what we're going to do for the next month is actually gonna be really boring, but it's going to be incredibly challenging. And they're like, yeah, I can totally eat slow. That's no problem. Until they actually try it every meal. And they're like, holy shit. I, 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 this is, this is really challenging. And so this is the foundational habit. This is a keystone habit. It makes everything else better when it comes to weight loss, helps with digestion, helps with, um, satiation and fullness. Um, and it also just by virtue of not overeating, uh, has a nice little weight loss effect over the first month. And we literally don't do anything right. I just say, eat slower. That's it. Uh, there's a really high degree of accountability inside of my program, i.e. They're going to kind of chart the road or the, the roadmap for themselves, they, they choose from an inventory of behaviors, as opposed to me telling them what I think they need, sure. I do that, but they get to pick and choose what they're ready to work on and what they're actually capable of following through with. So I love
1: that.
0: Yeah. So as opposed to me saying, hey, here's the 19 things that I noticed that could be improved, you know, sleep, hydration, eat protein every meal, eat four to five meals a day. A couple of my clients who just had new babies and they're like, dude, sleep. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not happening. I just right. can't do it. I'm like, I'm there right now. I get it. Like, I'm like, yeah, cool. Let's not worry about that. Yeah. So they get to choose from this menu of behaviors and then they rank them on a scale of one to 10. How hard is this going to be? And how confident can you, are, are you that you can follow through with this? Yeah. And I find the ones that are a 10 and a 10. A 10 on the hard, i.e. I really need this because I'm way out of alignment. In a, in a nine or a 10, I'm confident that I can actually implement this. And that little tweak has taken their uh, consistency, their adherence, you know, from like a 70% to like a 95%. It's, it gives them ownership in the process, which is awesome.
1: Yeah. I was just going to say that because before hopping online, we were talking about the ownership and that's, you know, my husband is jumping over this hurdle now and owning yep. things. It is, it is so important to own it. Yeah. You can't help someone more than they want to be helped. Right. It could be so oh, frustrating.
0: Need. Well, they're coming and they're in a painful spot, right? They're experiencing problems. It's very challenging. And I get it. I was there. Mm-hmm. Like, I was there. I was 40 pounds overweight. I looked in the mirror. I was very upset with how I looked mm-hmm. um, to the point where I didn't want to go out in public with my wife because I felt like I just felt not right. Yeah. And so, um, it's, you know, slow changes. I knew that crash dieting or like a really, really restrictive thing would get me there quicker, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't learn the behaviors to stay that way. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the major shifts I try to instill in my clients thinking is like, Hey, listen, this isn't like an eight week or 12 week program. This is like a six month to 12 month program. Yeah. You know, this is a very slow thing. You, if you don't vibe with that, that's okay. There's other coaches who will sell you a quick fix. Ooh, right. But if you really want a permanent lasting shift in your lifestyle, mm-hmm. I'm your guy and I can support you there.
1: Yeah. I love that you come from that place of integrity. You know, you mentioned being in alignment. Yeah. Um, do you find that when the guys come to you, are they living out of alignment with who they really want to be?
0: Yeah. You know, only in the physical realm. Mm -hmm. um mentally uh sometimes emotionally they are right they're kind of detached they're burned out a lot of times and burnout is just like physical mental emotional and spiritual energy is just gone they're just Mm -hmm. spent and I've had only probably two clients who are legitimately like actually spent and the solution was really simple it's like hey you just need to go on vacation and just like not not do anything yeah and that was an easy sell they're like okay I have permission and like Yeah, (laughs) take a break.
1: (laughs) Yeah, do you find that people, especially your high performers, just need permission? Take a break.
0: Yeah, totally. Well, you and I are the same. Like, it's really hard running our own business. It's, you know, there's always the thought, can I do more? Can I do more? Can I do more? I could imagine if I were leading a team of like multiple people and I'm responsible for their livelihood and their paychecks, like Mm -hmm. that stress just gets amplified, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's me, it's my wife and my kids on the line. And I have no trouble providing there, but there's always that thought of like, could I have done more today? Could I have done more? So yeah. it's, it's tougher to switch that off. So, so yeah, just giving them permission to, um, to like, just like prioritize themselves in the fact that they're looking to hire a coach, they're headed the right direction. Right. Even if they come to me for a consultation and we end up not working together, I encourage them like, dude, you're on the right path. You need to prioritize you for a little bit because then everything else gets better. Your marriage, your business, your health, your energy, your income, all of this stems from your physical well-being. And actually it's pretty crazy. A lot of my clients are operating at a very high level despite physically being like total garbage. (laughs) And And so once they see the connection of like, wait, you mean if I don't drink so much, I'm going to have more energy and that means I can go do more XYZ in my business Mm -hmm. or I can go to the gym and I can be energized for the day and power through my really tough, tough uh, projects for the day. Mm -hmm. Once they get that feeling and they do it a few times, it's easy. I don't have to do anything at that point. They're just rocking.
1: Yeah, I was recently listening to a podcast. I mean, I know this as well, but it reinforced it. High performers take care of themselves. Like the people you see out there killing it in business and in Mm -hmm. life, they are taking care of themselves. Like if you want to be successful, you got to protect your energy. And that comes by prioritizing yourself.
0: Oh, absolutely. Like it's, I think that I I hope that we're moving past like the hustle and grind is a badge of honor. Like there's a stage in every entrepreneur's business where you have to kind of do that unfortunately, a lot of people never really grow past that stage. Yeah. They just get used to it, right? Like I'm in a stage right now with a three-year-old and a six-month-old where my wife, Ashley, and I, we, like, we just don't sleep very much. And so I'm tired most yeah. of the day. And so I'm existing on coffee. I, I'm aware <laughs> that I'm making this decision, right? But that'll shift eventually. I got to begin to look into other systems in my business versus just me and my output
1: right but, and there everything is temporary like yeah. sometimes you just got to get through some stuff but mm-hmm. you know better mm-hmm. um so we talked about the struggles and the challenges that these people see what what is the are the things that makes them successful when you have a client who is killing it what are they doing
0: man so it really comes down to ownership like we said it's like when they can when they can make the shift in their mind that number one, investing their time in themselves is actually very valuable because the reason they don't do it, they just don't see the value in it initially, right? It's like, I could be spending this hour doing, uh, you know, cold calls. I could be spending this hour working on this project. I could be spending this hour, you know, doing something within my business, right? So I take them through an exercise and help them figure out, okay, really kind of four areas of their life of, of how to categorize their time. Low or negative value activities, so things that are actually stealing energy, stealing money or stealing time and not providing value in return. So um, you know, the third hour of binging on Netflix, right? Um, The 18th time you've opened social media for the day. These are just small examples. There's numerous in our lives. Um, Then figuring out, okay, what are the low dollar per hour things that I do that I really shouldn't be doing in my business, Mm -hmm. right? I'm at this stage where I'm doing everything. I'm just so close to getting to the point where an assistant is gonna come on and take over this part. Mm -hmm. So they figure out that, they look at the high dollar per hour. What are the things that I do that when I do them in my business, my business grows. Working on my business, not inside my business. And then the last one is what I call high lifetime value. Things that when I do them, it's gonna give me value over the course of my life. Spending time with my kids. Uh, working out, taking care of my physical health, spending time with my wife, uh, learning new things, volunteering, whatever that is. When we go through, inevitably the majority of their time is spent in the low dollar per hour and the zero or negative, about 60% usually on, on those two. 5 to 10% is on the top, the high lifetime value. When I show this to them, well, when they see it for themselves, really they're like, holy shit. I've never thought of it this way. I am so out of alignment. And then once I have that mental hook in, I can reel it in and then refocus. Say, hey, listen, so here's what it's going to take. You're going to need to hit the gym, you know, two, three minimum times a week or do some sort of activity. Doesn't matter. Doesn't have to be lifting weights. Doesn't have to be CrossFit. You can pick up a sport. We got to clean up your diet. You got to prioritize self-care because that's going to make everything else better.
1: Wow. And I hope you guys that are listening can see like, this is not what to eat. This is not macro related. This is mindset lifestyle. This, I mean, this is such a bigger picture. And when you see these things, that's when you change.
0: Oh, totally. And it's just a, it's like we go through our days and we make little decisions about what we value, right? Like on my way back to the gym, I stopped and got a coffee. It was $2. It's worth it to me to write, to spend my money there. I value it. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, You know, I'll spend some downtime reading books. I value that. I really like that time much less now with kids, Right, a lot of free time. (laughs) Um, But when we can get aware of where am I putting my time and is that in alignment with the things that I value? Usually it's not to some degree. And that's how you get over the, the whole, like, I don't have time for it thing. It's like, well, Jeff Bezos has just the amount, same amount that you do.
1: Right. And he's running
0: a trillion dollar company. So, yeah. And so he's getting his workout on. in. Yeah. Yeah. And working out. Exactly. And he <laughs> totally, he's a great example. Somebody takes care of it. Yeah.
1: Oh, I love that so much. So, you mentioned, so you, you run your business. You are a husband. You are a father. You take care of yourself. How, how do you do it?
0: Oh, man. Um, From a personal value position, meaning like one of my personal values, like an an emotional thing that I value is being authentic. Mm -hmm. And nobody's going to hire a fat trainer, number one. Mm -hmm. Right. So if I was fat and out of shape and I didn't look the part, it's very vain, but it's true. Mm -hmm. It is absolutely true. Um, So just being authentic, um, knowing my patterns as well. My patterns, this is something I talk about on social media is patterns of existence. Um, There's ups and there's downs. If you were to zoom out from your life and chart your motivation levels, your income, um, your willingness to change, your eating habits, things are going to go up and things are going to go down. Things are going to go up and things are going to go down. A lot of the time, People are operating unconscious of these things happening. And so in the downtimes, they just get slapped in the face and they think, where the hell did this come from? But really, if you're to zoom out, you can see it coming. You can see it for me. Here it is. If I skip breakfast, if I skip lunch, if I then go train really hard, I know I'm basically shot the rest of the day to eat clean because I have such a big deficit. I'm not overcoming the, um, there's not enough willpower in me. To not go eat as many calories as I possibly can, right? And then one bad meal turns into two, turns into three, turns into a skipped workout. Mm -hmm. It's just, that's the pattern. I've, it's literally been that for the past five years of my life. And so, you know, another practical tool is just time blocking, like literally on my Google calendar, blocking off the time so that it doesn't get taken. Mm -hmm. And then managing my energy more than I manage time i.e. one of the big problems some of my clients will have, like, okay, I'll block out the time, but then what if I don't have the energy to do the thing? So that comes back to self-care and managing physical energy, uh, You know, taking naps, getting good sleep, all the, all the you know, exercise science and fitness stuff. And that's what produces more physical energy. Um, but really making the shift to prioritize the amount of energy that we have and then being conscious of where we invest that energy, if that makes sense.
1: It absolutely does. I think people forget that they're in charge of their energy levels. Yes. You have total control of how much energy that you have. I mean, yeah, you're going to get zapped, but you can restore and you can recharge, Mm -hmm. which leads me to question, what do you, you mentioned some of the things, but what do you do to fill yourself back up? Because I I see you, you are a giver. I know what a great father you are. I know what a great husband you are. I know what a great coach you are. So how do you take care of you and fill back up?
0: Man, great question. So, um, I found this new sport called Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Oh, yeah. Like four hours a week, I'm in there wrestling, rolling around. It's awesome. It's physically exhausting. But what's really cool about it is there's a small degree of risk. Like, I'm not actually going to get hurt, but it's a game. (laughs) I want to win. And so, I am mentally there. There's two hours, four hours of the week that I'm just doing Jiu Jitsu. I'm not thinking about wife and kids, I'm not thinking about clients. I'm just there with my, my jujitsu friends, like practicing this sport. And so that's been something that came into my life about a year ago um, that has just been profound. And it's actually to the point now where like going to lift or do CrossFit used to be like this really fun, exciting thing Uh that has gotten pushed down the list. And jujitsu is like, if I get a free hour, I'm like, oh, is there a class? Can I go do this thing? Oh, cool. So, so stuff like that. And then, you know, like, it's just so boring. Like making sure I eat a good breakfast. Yeah. Right. I get up early, I get up at four 30 and I coach clients five 36, 37, 38, 30, boom. So cool. I know that if I don't get a good meal in right away, yeah. I just, I can't do the fasting thing for long. I can do it for a day or two, but then inevitably I just lose track of that. Um, breath work has been really big. Um, breath work is like this new, uh, old new thing that's kind of coming back. There's a whole bunch of different stuff. I, I put together a course on this. It's free on my website. Um, just opt in. I'll, sh- I'll shoot it to you, Kylie. Please. Just go to my website, colbynep.com. Once you opt into my email, uh, I send it right over to you. It's four weeks and I teach you. Uh, I went down the rabbit hole mm-hmm. on breath work for about three or four months. I took everything that I learned. I put it into a free four week course. And so it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, knowing what strategy to use based on the state I want to shift to, right? So uh, between clients or, or when I'm trying to like shift between like the gym out there to come into here or when I'm going into my house, just having that pause of silence is just so powerful because it's loud in the gym, music, people talking, yelling in my house. I got a three-year-old who's a maniac and I love <laughs> it, and he just wants to wrestle and like yell and it's great. So I need to make sure that I can show up for Hayes and for Ashley, because when I get home, I'm taking the kids, right? Ash gets a break. And so, you know, not every day, but I certainly strive for that. Um, So breath work has been huge. And just like a real simple strategy um, is to be aware of how you are breathing throughout the day. Nasal breathing through the belly, through the diaphragm is going to help with what's called um, parasympathetic tone which is essentially keeping you in a non-stressed state yeah. versus mouth breathing through the shoulders. You know, that's going to really activate some of the stress, uh, the stress hormones. So, um, so breath work's been powerful. I could go down a rabbit hole there, but.
1: Oh, it, we'll, and we'll again, do. these things, they're not, they, I mean, it's not like earth shattering. Oh, Colby's got this secret. Nope. He's breathing. <laughs>
0: no, dude. It's, seriously. Like it's the fundamental stuff. Right. So like mm-hmm. we can go, 14 days without food, we can go three to four days without water. We can go a couple minutes without oxygen. So just using that logic, I'm like, oh, breathing's like really important. Super important. Really important, right? So breath work, uh, drink a big glass of water every single morning and I keep a water bottle with me. Like, I'm telling you, this is like the simplest shit. But when I have my clients do it, man, my digestion feels better. My energy's better. Mm -hmm. I'm not as emotionally reactive as I used to be, which is a weird side effect of like doing breath work. So um it is the simple stuff. There's you know, I wish I could package it and sell it in a program, but you know. know, it's just simple. nobody will
1: buy it. You had to put yeah. yourself like in a yeah. bikini on the top on I, the front. Oh, of it. <laughs> totally.
0: <laughs> Might get the wrong crap.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> but I hope people start to understand that like you can change your life without yeah. going on like a three-month sabbatical. Just yeah. eat slowly, breathe, yeah. walk, drink water.
0: Well like we're so connected it's like it's easy to fall into it. I get it. Like we're with with the the rise of smartphones and um you know 5G and super fast internet it's so hard to just like shut down. Mm-hmm. But it's much 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 more important or excuse me it's um really um increase the value of setting boundaries around electronics, social media, Working hours is this thing I've been trying lately. Is like stopping, and when I'm done, I just mentally leave it here. Yeah, uh, and that that's hard. That's really hard to do, really hard to do. But it's when I can do it, dude. I'm engaged. I'm restful. I'm not stressed out about the next day. Yeah. So,
1: you know, that leads into our entrepreneur chat because I think it's really not that it's not hard for everyone, but as an entrepreneur, you and especially when things are online. We could be working 24 hours a day. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, so that, do you, you set boundaries, it sounds like. You have really good boundaries.
0: Some days, yeah. some days, some days. Um, those boundaries tend to break down when I procrastinate. Mm-hmm. And I tend to procrastinate when I'm facing down a project I really don't want to do. For mm-hmm. one reason or another. Yeah. Um, and so, what I've found is just like trying to get the most important stuff done when my energy's high, without even thinking about, Am I good at my job? Am I really adding value? Like all these things that we all think about. Yeah. Um, but boundaries are like so crucial because like part of the reason I started this online portion of my business was to create a little bit more freedom. But right. the irony is it's actually more restrictive now. Yeah. So I've, I'm, I'm, I have the awareness enough to know that it'll shift once I stop. <laughs> I put firm boundaries in place.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I relate to that struggle so much too because you love your clients and you want to be there for them. Totally. Um, but then you start burning the candle at both ends, and you end up burnout. And yeah.
0: and that and then that's it. Same with my clients. Same deal. Like running their businesses. Um, I've got a client who runs a construction company out in Washington, crushing it, multi-million dollar business and the dude like on a coaching call will get 15 or 20 calls like, Hey Colby, hold on. hey, hold on. Hold on. Oh my gosh. You know, and I'm just, I'm sitting here like, I'm cool with it. I get it. That's when we have a conversation about boundaries. I'm like, Hey, listen, dude, I'm not going to allow that in my business. So if you're going to be here, you're going to be here with me or we're not going to do this. And that's when they're like, Oh shit. Okay. Okay. Right. And then they have to set those boundaries and change the behaviors of the people that are around them because they've allowed it to come in so long. So there's a really frank conversation that happens 95% of the time around, Hey, listen, you're actually gonna have to set some boundaries. It's going to be really uncomfortable for you because it's new and you don't really know how to do it. Um, but it has to happen in order for you to make the next step. It has to happen.
1: I heard this greatest thing from my mentor, you know, Brendan Burchard, and he said, burnout is the result of lack of boundaries and I was like, yeah. "Oh snap." Yeah,
0: boundaries like, you 21.
1: <laughs> right, and I was like, I felt so seen and found out, but I was like, that's true Kylie, like the way you're feeling is your responsibility. Like we are mm-hmm. responsible for our feelings and our thoughts and yep. I don't know. That's that's really good take home. Um is is that your biggest struggle as an entrepreneur?
0: Oh, dude. Um God, that's a tough question. I know. My biggest struggle, you know, my biggest struggle, it probably stems from that 13 year old little boy who got told he's not good enough, Mm -hmm. right? There's things still that come up where I'm like, am I helping people? Am I actually helping? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I know. And so, yeah. And so to be honest, that's the biggest struggle, but then I catch myself and I look at my quote unquote, my successes, i.e. my client successes. Right. And I'm like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. actually really good. I'm like really good. And yeah. But there's still days where I'm, where, you know, I'll, uh, for whatever reason, these are just patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, I will be aware of that. And then I'll just remind myself you, you've, you know, you do add value and you are very helpful. Um, and it's a long continuous grind. One thing that's really helped is to reframe my thinking um, I used to be very much, you know, instant gratification. I want it now. I'm not willing to put in the work. Give me, you know, get me rich overnight. Obviously, we all know that's not the path. <laughs> it's a yeah. stupid thing. That's <laughs> not a real thing. Um, and so jujitsu has helped with this a lot. Like in order to master jujitsu, it takes about 10 years to reach your black belt. And that has given me the appropriate frame of reference of like, okay, it's going to take a long time to be a master of this sport. In business, like, it's very similar. It takes a long time to get your systems dialed in, to get your message, your offer, build an audience, do all these different things. And so I sit back and I observe and I watch your program and I'm so impressed. Lift to get lean. How many years? Three years? Three years. Three years. Continually growing. And I'm just like, hell yeah. And that gives me motivation to know Mm -hmm. if I solve big problems, I can have that too. So that's pretty awesome.
1: Uh, I love it. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, mindset is such a big thing. And I think we all have those insecurities and it's just tricky. I was talking about this in therapy and she's always asking me like, Hey, what does that little person, what does that 13 year old boy, me, what does that 16 year old girl need to hear? And she has me go there and I tell her, what would you tell? What would you tell that 13 year old boy right now?
0: (laughs) I would tell him, Hey man, um, you're lovable, you're awesome, you're very empathetic, and you care a lot. And just take this as a learning opportunity, because there was a little bit of truth in the statement, Mm -hmm. you know, and that was, that was helpful in that it put me where I am today. Mm -hmm. Um, But that led to some other destructive things like looking for love in the wrong places, looking for acceptance in the wrong places, things Mm -hmm. that we all do. Um, You know, I don't know, just like, you are enough. Like you're cool man. you're like very friendly. People love you. You're going to be really good at sports one day. So don't worry about it, man. You know, and all that, you know, what else I'll tell him I had a unhealthy infatuation with hip hop and rap to this day, (laughs) to this day, like I will be in my truck driving to work out and I'm just like jamming to the most ignorant rap. And I don't know that came from 13, 14, 15 years old. Yeah. Um, and I would say, and and I still get judged by my wife about this, but I, it's just who I am, you know. It's just who I am. It's
1: who you are. Oh my gosh, I love this, Colby. And you I mean you are making a difference in people's lives, you know? I would tell you firsthand. I've seen my husband change, and um, we we do the same thing, but he can't come to me. Right? That's not my place. And. Just I, If you guys are listening, find someone that is for you, that is for your partner, or encourage them. We, we can't do this alone, yeah. don't you think? And, and any of it.
0: No, and, and like, it's not, like, why do it solo? Especially, like, guys, I, I oh. found that women, this is my observation, women are much more receptive to, like, being coached, to doing group stuff, to doing things like that. Guys, they typically want to be independent. They can do it themselves mm-hmm. until they finally have to, like, come to terms with, okay, I need help. They have to go through a series of steps to get to the point where they're ready to hire me. The cool part is when they finally come, they're like ready. They're like, here's my credit card. Let's go.
1: Yeah.
0: It takes a while. It takes a while. They think they can fix it by themselves until they finally get the awareness of like, man, I could have had this problem solved a year ago if I just worked with a professional who I trust, <laughs> who I know and who I like
1: yeah. to get
0: it done. And it's more enjoyable not to mention a a good coach is going to hold you accountable to the things that you say. And he's going to short, he or she's going to shortcut that process, you know, by at least 50% because they've already made the mistakes and they've seen them many, many times.
1: Well, I think that's a great point. You know, the reason you attract the kind of person that you do is because you've been through that. My clients are just like me too. I've been where they are so they know that they can trust you you have been through it. You, I mean, you're in the trenches with them right now with a three-year-old and a six-month-old and running a business. I mean, they can relate. If totally. you can do it, I can do it.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. It's well, a weird thing. Like that law of attraction. Like I didn't believe it until I, like last year, there was a week where like four or five new clients signed up and they just totally fit this little, you know, quote unquote avatar. Yeah. 30, 33, two kids, married, high performer in business. I'm like, Okay, I like this. This is cool. This is cool. But then that presented its own challenges, right? Within their own lifestyle, there's a lot of weird things that you have to account for. But um, it it really is. And like entrepreneurs, man, are the are the engine of America. Like they are hard workers. Um, They just create. They create so much value for other people. And they need to reinvest and prioritize self care, mental toughness, whatever you want to call it. Like getting the mindset and just valuing investing in yourself Mm -hmm. means you can 10x everything in your life
1: absolutely it trickles down 100 percent oh my gosh colby thank you so much for your time i had so much fun talking to you and thank you for everything you've done for me and my family
0: yeah you're welcome thank you you.
1: i'll talk to you soon okay
0: all right right. bye Bye, colby